Welcome to House Call, the podcast where we dive into the do's and don'ts of interior design. I'm your host, Caroline Klein. I'm an interior designer, vintage obsessed, and I want you to love coming home as much as I do. I'm here to give you practical tips and a roadmap to creating a home you never want to leave. Think of this as a coffee date with your interior design bestie. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It's funny, the more I do this, the more fun it gets. I guess I just am starting to get a little bit more comfortable. I mean, it's still so weird speaking into a microphone when nobody else is around, but it is getting easier. David, my husband, is training on a new airplane this month, which means that he's away and working a lot more. And I have just been letting myself totally work my face off. And I don't always let myself work that much, but lately I'm just kind of letting myself go with the flow and work until way later than I normally do. It's not that late (laughs) since I am definitely a morning person, but still there's a lot of fun projects that I'm working on and a lot of irons in the fire. So I think I'm going to start a segment at the beginning of every podcast where I talk about something that I'm loving. And that can be anything from like food, home, pop culture, books, whatever. I don't know. But it'll just be a fun way for me to share about what I'm enjoying. So this week what I'm loving is we have this pizza restaurant in our town called Coastal Crust. And it's this incredible wood-fired pizza. And the pizza is so good. But what I am truly obsessed with is their salad. They have this like arugula salad that has pine nuts and cherry tomatoes and pesto and ricotta and I think pickled red onions. And then it has like balsamic on it maybe. And it is so good. (laughs) Uh, We used to go to this restaurant all the time because it used to be close to where we lived. But since we moved to a different part of town, we don't go as often. And so when we had friends in town the other day, we drove the 15 minutes that it takes to get there. And I was reminded of how much I freaking love this salad. So if you want to make it at home, it's very easy. It's just arugula, pine nuts, cherry tomatoes, pickled red onions, and then a little dollop of ricotta and pesto, and then drizzle it with some balsamic. And you will thank me later, I promise. It is so good. Okay, now should we talk about some interior design things since that's what this podcast is about and probably why you're here? Okay, this week I wanted to go over the basics of flooring. Selecting your flooring can feel so scary. It's a really big financial decision and it's one of the biggest design decisions that you can make in your home. And I say that because when you walk into a space, one of the first things that I notice, at least, is the flooring. Because it takes up so much visual space, you know, you're looking at primarily floors and walls. And so you want to make sure that you get that right. But on top of that, your floors have to function really, really well for you. A flooring that doesn't hold up to water is going to be a problem if you have a pool and people are always wandering in all wet and dripping all over the place. Or you don't want your floors to get all scratched up if you have a pet with big claws. So today we're going to be going over the basic flooring types and the ones that I see most often in this industry, some pros and cons of each, and then the best places to use certain types of flooring. 
Okay, we're going to kick off with what you would probably expect me to kick it off with is hardwood floors. So hardwood floors are solid planks of wood. And you might be thinking, duh, Caroline, that's so obvious. But I wanted to point this out because it's different than an engineered hardwood floor, which we'll talk about in a minute. Hardwood floors can be made of a wide variety of woods, everything from oak to maple or walnut or cherry. And you have a certain amount of flexibility in terms of color depending on the type of wood that you select. So a lot of times oak floors can be stained to almost any color, but with cherry floors you are a little bit more limited because they have kind of this reddish color to them. If you have hardwood floors in your home, the species of wood that you have is probably dictated by the time period or the region of the country that your home is in. And what I think is so much fun about hardwood floors is they can be laid in so many different ways to create different interest or design styles and still have that really classic hardwood floor look. So for instance, you could do parquet, herringbone, basket weave, chevron. You can also have different thicknesses of your planks, which kind of make different design statements, which is fun. Some pros of hardwood flooring are they work really well with almost any design style. So it just depends on the type of wood and its color. You can also refinish them if they age. Our last home was a 120-year-old Victorian home. And it still had the original hardwood floors in that home. They were really well taken care of and high quality. And if you go with high quality hardwood floors, they will last for an incredibly long time and age really beautifully. In our current home, which is about 70 years old, we also have the original hardwood floors. And we just had them refinished and they look good as new. I might do a podcast in the future about refinishing hardwood floors at some point because there's so much that goes into that and it's a very interesting process. And like I mentioned before, oftentimes hardwood floors can be refinished and stained to different colors, which is another big pro. And then hardwood floors are super durable and they can really increase the value of your home because they're really sought after. Some things to consider with hardwood floors is they aren't necessarily great for really wet areas since the wood will warp. And, and by wet areas, I mean bathrooms and sometimes laundry rooms. Kitchens are typically really great with hardwood floors and they hold up well. Plus, with kitchens of homes nowadays, they're a lot of times more open concept. So it's nice to have the same flooring material running throughout the space since kitchens aren't closed off areas anymore. And then the last thing to consider if you're thinking about putting in hardwood floors is they are an investment but they are an investment that comes with so many pros. They're definitely my preferred flooring, and I think they're a great choice. Okay, moving on to engineered hardwood flooring, which I mentioned we were going to talk about. So engineered hardwood flooring is basically a plywood substrate that is topped with a veneer of real wood. So it's more cost-effective than hardwood flooring because you're only paying really for that thin slice of hardwood that goes on top of the plywood. Engineered hardwood floors can be laid in fun patterns like a herringbone, just like solid hardwood floors can. And they're really durable and have the same look and feel as hardwood flooring, which is great. But there are a couple things that you want to consider when choosing an engineered hardwood flooring. Yes, they are durable, but you can't refinish them as much as hardwood flooring. So the life of an engineered hardwood floor is going to be much shorter than with a solid hardwood floor. 
And that's because when the floors are refinished, they sand off the top layer of wood. And because that engineered hardwood only has a thin veneer of hardwood, you don't have as much depth to sand down. So because of this, you are going to want to baby them a little bit more than hardwood floors because you can't refinish them as often. Okay, now let's talk about the next most popular flooring I get asked about, which is luxury vinyl tile or planks. I feel like I have to say flooring so much in this podcast. Maybe we should count how many times I have to say it because it's probably going to be a lot. But vinyl flooring can come in rolls or what's most popular nowadays is in planks or tiles that imitate the look of hardwood or tile. So LVT or LVP is made of different layers of materials that give it a lot of like durability and a better feel under your foot. There's oftentimes a foam layer for comfort, a waterproofing layer or two, the layer of vinyl that is made to look and feel like wood, a layer that protects the look of it from wear, and then a layer on top that prevents the product from fading in sunlight. Vinyl flooring is really popular nowadays for a few big reasons. It's pretty cheap and easy to install. It looks like hardwood, which is really highly sought after. It's durable and it doesn't require much maintenance. And then it's also waterproof, which makes it a great option for areas that tend to have a lot of water in them. But there are definitely some drawbacks. The quality of LVT or LVP can vary really vastly. I've seen some beautiful LVT options and then I've seen some really bad ones too. So you want to be sure that you're picking a high quality product if you decide to go with LVT. And then also it's not very environmentally friendly. It's difficult to recycle and can emit VOCs. And then LVT or LVP also can't be repaired. So if you ding it up or scratch it really badly, it can't be refinished like you can with hardwood. Okay, next up, let's chat about stone. And dang, do I love looking at stone. There are tons of different types of stone that are suited for certain areas, so it's not one size fits all. There's slate, marble, limestone. I mean, there's there's tons of different types with tons of different colors, veining, texture. I mean, really, the sky is the limit. And stone can be so freaking beautiful. I'm working on a house right now where we're putting in this really pretty gray kind of tumbled stone on the foyer floor and then it's going to be contrasted with this really beautiful textured wallpaper up on the ceiling and I'm so excited to see it installed. It's going to look so delicious and so much texture. I'm so excited. Stone is really great because it's super durable. It literally lasts forever. I mean, if you think about like ancient ruins in Greece or Rome or something, they're made of stone. So they last for thousands of years. And if they last for that long, I don't think your kids and your pets and your grandkids and all of their toys are going to mess it up. Stone can be really great for kitchens and bathrooms because they hold up to water really well, obviously. And they'd also be great in a mudroom or a pool house, anywhere like that. But what's really great is you get that durability without compromising beauty. So a couple things to consider with stone is because a lot of stones are very porous, they tend to need to be resealed to prevent stains. 
then depending on the finish, they can also be really slippery. So consider that when choosing the finish. If it's going to be in a really wet area like a bathroom, you don't want it to be a slip and slide in there. And then finally, it can also be a pretty expensive option. So just a few things to consider with stone. Okay, moving on to tile. Typically in the interior design industry, we usually see either ceramic or porcelain tile. I personally usually use porcelain tile over ceramic. Porcelain is denser and harder than ceramic tiles, which makes them less prone to scratching and wear. Tile floors are really great because they are water resistant and super durable. Because of that, you're most often going to see them in places like bathrooms or laundry rooms, but you can also have it in the kitchen. It just kind of depends on your kitchen layout. Like I mentioned before, nowadays there's a lot more open concept floor plans, and so it would be awkward to just have tile in a kitchen when it's open to everything else, if that makes sense. Tile floors are also really easy to clean, and they require very little maintenance, But one of the reasons that I love tile so much is because it's a great way to infuse some personality. There are so many beautiful options out there. It's really fun to choose a fun or a punchy tile to go in a space like a bathroom or a laundry room. But there are a couple things to consider with tile floors. Depending on the size and finish of a tile, it can be really slick. So if you have a polished, large tile on a bathroom floor, it can be really slippery. So if you're really worried about kind of the slip factor, consider a smaller tile because a smaller tile means more grout lines, which helps add some grippiness underfoot or a honed or matte finish. Doing both of these things will really help prevent some of that slipping. Another thing to consider is with tile comes grout, which can be difficult to keep clean. So be sure that you're choosing a grout color that is appropriate for a floor. And then finally, related to tile, there are approximately a billion tile options out there and it can get super overwhelming for homeowners to choose one tile for their house. There's so many options from materials to finish to size and shape and color and pattern and then you have to deal with the grout and what size grout you want and what color. So if you need help choosing, reach out. I am happy to help. Okay, next up, let's talk about carpet. Carpet is becoming less and less popular with people opting for options like hardwood or LVT, but there are still so many reasons to love carpet. It provides a nice acoustic experience, it insulates well, and a nice carpet can really feel nice and cozy when it's underneath your foot. There are also tons of different carpet options for every style or look you could want, so you have a lot of flexibility. And then finally, they're also really budget-friendly, although I will say carpet prices can vary significantly. I think carpet is really great in bedrooms, areas like a den or something like a library or an office. Typically, I don't use carpet in highly used spaces like the main living room, because more often than not in a space like that, people are tromping through in shoes, even if you're a shoes off household, or bringing snacks in and you end up seeing that wear and the stains really quickly. Typically, I think it's more successful to have wood flooring with a nice big rug on top of it. And there are plenty of other reasons why people opt out of carpet, but most often I think it's because of cleanliness or allergy reasons. 
Personally, I don't know if I will use carpet in any significant way in our own home. Because my husband has like truly (laughs) terrible allergies, I feel so bad for him. They get exacerbated by dust and things like that that can sit in the carpet. So if that's you, that might be something to consider. And then one more thing about carpet is I think people are kind of split on if it's a good option for kid-friendly homes. And at the end of the day, I think it kind of depends on your kids. Some people love having carpet in their kids' spaces because it's comfortable. Like I said, it kind of insulates the sound and it's fun for them to roll around and wrestle on carpet. But on the other hand, kids tend to make messes and spill stuff and grind things into the carpet. And so at the end of the day, I think it just depends on the activities that your kids get up to and their ages. Okay, that kind of wraps up the main types of flooring that we see in residential design, but I'll briefly touch on some other types. Rubber floors are something that we see occasionally because they're inexpensive and really durable, and I think they can be great for places like a playroom or a gym. I don't see cork floors super frequently, but it can also be a great option for places like a basement or a playroom or even a loft. I think they're great for kid-friendly spaces. They're a bit like warmer underfoot, like carpet, but they can dent easily if you leave really heavy objects on them. And then concrete floors are far less popular in the residential design world than they are in like the commercial space. But I have seen pictures of really beautiful spaces with concrete floors in residential design. They're super durable. Obviously, they're waterproof and they are super duper hard. Plus, they can be stained to a bunch of different colors, which is fun. But they do have a kind of distinctly industrial kind of modern look to them. And that can be great depending on your space or it could not work at all with your design aesthetic. All right, I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions about different types of flooring or the pros and cons of each, feel free to reach out and shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.